The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. 53106. Now, right across the station uh, this week, we are getting into the cars and buses and trains and trams and the headphones of pedestrians and cyclists and drivers as they go about their commute. Now, many of you are going to be tuning in from your car. And as any driver knows, there's nothing worse than being caught in congestion on that commute to or from work. And we heard mentioned there from Eamon in the headlines that Dunkettle Interchange is busy as it is this time every day. Junction 5 on the M11 is busy as it is this time every day. No mention of a day in County Limerick. You can take it as read, Adair and County Limerick is busy as it is this time every day. Just some of the traffic bottlenecks that exist in this country and that's what we're going to talk about, bottlenecks and how to solve the problem of bottlenecks. Emmett Kerrigan is with me. He's the owner of All About Kombucha and he is based in Galway. Uh, Emmett, what's the traffic like in and about Galway? Where are the bottlenecks that you and your drivers have to deal with? Hey, how's it going? Um, Yeah, so there's bottlenecks like all over the town early in the morning. So when the school run is happening, um, you can see a lot of people going in with like one child into the centre of the city. And the way Galway's set up is that you nearly have to go through the centre of the city anytime you want to go from one side of the city to the other. So on the Quincentennial Bridge, the Docks Road, the Lockatalia Road, Bower and the Drive, they'd all be very congested in the morning. They'd also be congested like from four to half six each day as well so there's a lot of traffic faced for our employees that are coming into work and is it just the case then that people have to leave that bit earlier i'm sure there must be kind of a, a business impact as well on you in terms of kind of logistics and planning the day yeah people have to leave at the right time if you if you leave it like 15 minutes later you know can often face like 45 minutes to an hour in traffic if you're going from one side of the city to the other and we deliver organic kombucha around the city every Thursday for a run to drop off, you know, a few bottles of kombucha to the cafes and restaurants that we stock. Uh, that might take us, you know, six to eight hours instead of like it should take us, you know, four hours to do that then run. So it does cost us a bit in terms of. So uh, you, if you did it in the middle of the night, say you'd get it all done in four hours, but doing it during the day, it could cost but up to up to eight hours long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just like the natural traffic that uh, happens in Galway with the the way the road network is set up, and you know we don't really have any light rail or anything like that. So it's, most people are driving on, uh, driving around in their car, and there's only one person in the car, so it gets congested quite easily, especially during the summer with all the tourists in, in town. Now, I know there have been attempts over the last few years to uh, deal with some of the traffic issues and switching between kind of roundabouts and traffic lights. Ha- has there been a positive impact anywhere? Uh, yeah, there's been a positive impact on some of the the renovations they've done on the roads, but they might spend three or four months doing one of these, uh, you know, redoing a roundabout, changing to lights, and then you wouldn't really see a positive impact on some of the work that they've done. So be you know three or four months of increased uh, congestion and then there's no real benefit often when they uh, put these plans into place so it's like you know sometimes it can be mind-boggling as a someone that's uh, using the roads or mm. you know going to from um, work. Well listen uh, Emmett Richard O'Donoghue is with us as well he's an independent uh, TD just south of you he's representing County Limerick. Uh, Richard what might people expect the traffic to be like in Adair as we speak? Half past five on a weekday. Any time from four o'clock, um, and good afternoon to Ken, sorry, but any time from half four, uh, four even onwards, 
until about half six. Um, it's congestion in a day. Um, so it's a bottleneck. So you're coming out of Limerick City, and you're, if you're heading west, you're heading into there. If you're going towards Newcastle West, Antrim, Colour, all those areas, Abbeyfield, people go through there. But also, um, if you're travelling from anywhere in the country and you want to head to Kerry, um, it's the main route that people go along the western seafront, and that backs up. And um, what, why does it back up so badly in Adair? It's the amount of traffic, number one, going through there, and, and uh, the bypass of Adair has been recently announced, which, which is welcome to, to happen, and not before time. But it's the, the volume of traffic, so you have a two-lane motorway coming all the way down from Dublin or wherever you're coming from, and next thing you, you end up with a single lane just before yeah. Adair at the land. So, so this is, it, it's a classic bottleneck. It, it is, classic it is two, two lanes down to a, a single lane single into lane. a small town into a small town. And what that affects then is you have people then that from the locality that would know the areas and the roads won't go that route. And that then takes away from local businesses in the likes of Adair and Newcastle West and different areas because they don't want to be stuck in traffic and they're afraid if they pull off to get something at a, at a shop or anything like that, that they won't get back on again, that they'll be caught again. But the, one of the bigger uh, problems that we have as well is that people that know that this is a bottleneck so if you're coming out of Dublin and you land in an airport in Dublin and you put in that you want to go to Kerry, it won't take you through a there, it'll take you around a there. And it, and it takes you around, there are about five different roads currently around mm. uh, a there that it'll take you. And it's putting the uh, roads that are substandard and massive amount of traffic. And uh, if, if you Google this minute and you wanted to go to Kerry from, from, from Dublin, it will take you up to a place what we call Anahig Cross. And it'll take you from Anahig Cross, then across the Lees Cross. And that stretch of road that they're taking you up, about 2,500 uh, vehicles a day travel that r- uh, r- rural road. Yeah. That, and that could be trucks, cars, buses with children. Everyone is trying to commute up this road. And what happens then is the road starts to subside and people just look for the shortest route. Yes. To get you where and- they are. And, and I'm sorry, uh, Richard, I was going to ask, I, I mean, is the solution then the obvious one, the one that has been proposed? It's it's the bypass, is it? Yes, the, the bypass has to go ahead. Uh, but see, the problem about doing any bypass in this country is the time frame that it takes to do any type of bypass is roughly seven years. That's from your first initial um, stage of, a, of looking for a route, getting the design done, getting all the investigations done, and then you get it to a stage where you've sent it to, to onboard Panola to see what we're going to uh, what's going to happen and then when you, they get that through like we have now you now have to go into land requisition to get get land in place So and then you've got to go through all the legalities of that which could take you another two years yeah. and then you build the road which take you another three years so you're still even though the day bypass has been announced and is, again it's welcomed it's still five years before we actually have it opened yeah, let, let, let me introduce Geraldine Herbert to the conversation. Listeners know, know her well, a regular contributor and the motoring editor with the Sunday Independent. Geraldine, is road upgrades, is, is that the only solution to bottlenecks? Um, I, look, I, 
you know, this has been an issue that's of, of people's commute as far back as I can remember. So, I mean, the, the key um, solution to congestion is to get people out of their cars and to give them options. But I think the difficulty we have at the moment is this is only going to get worse because we have a dysfunctional housing market, which is pushing more and more people further from where they want to live, further from where they work. And we have more people on the road. And it was no surprise to me when I saw your, your survey, your News Talk survey, saying that people were actually spending longer on their journeys to work now since the pandemic. So I think that is a big issue. And no roads are, you know, no no solutions are going to, to solve the housing problem. We have to link and see transport and housing as the one issue and not separate. So I think that's the big problem. But we also, I mean, we can't expect people to get out of their cars if we don't have the solutions and we don't have the alternatives. So I think that's a big problem. I mean, small things, Kieran, like not being able to park at, um, at train stations is a big issue. I mean, the local train stations around the country serve a, quite a wide area. So a lot of the people who are actually using the train service need to drive there, but you can't park. I know my own local station, if you're not in the, the, um, in the train station by half seven in the morning, you can't park. Is there no way we can have a second, an overflow car park somewhere and have shuttle buses? Like simple things like that could just give people yeah. and, and, and most and, and most train stations in Ireland have some scrap of a yard in and around them mm. when there was more commercial activity happening on those train tracks. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they can expand somewhere and give people the alternative. Like things like that are incredibly frustrating. I think as well, employers have a role to play on this. I mean, we saw during the pandemic that people could be really creative about how they worked, when they worked. Why do we need people at their desks at nine in the morning to, and finishing at five? Could people not work for a couple of hours at home and maybe go in at 12 o'clock? You know, staggered working hours, a hybrid working model. I mean, the other thing your survey um, showed was there's still a lot of people who are actually going in five days a week to the office. Now, I know certain jobs require people on site more than others, but maybe in those situations we could look at car sharing. You know, employers could, HR departments could map journeys and say, look, if you four come together, there's a car space outside the door, you can have it. That means three people, you know, every day are not having the stress of having to drive. They might get some work done in the car. You know, they don't have the fuel outlay. They don't have the wear and tear on their car. Mm. There's big, you know, big pluses here. There, 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 there is kind of some car sharing that goes on. You see it at, at some of the, the the roads on and off the motorways. I see it in around Castle Dermot. There's always cars parked up around Danesforth, the other side of Kilkenny. There's often cars parked up, people commuting down to Waterford. But it, it doesn't happen here on the scale, Geraldine, that it does in other countries. I mean, in the States, you've got carpooling lanes, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. These high occupancy lanes. But I mean, if you're sitting in your car now at the, listening to this programme, if you look around at the cars around you, most of them will have just one person, maybe two. Like we could, we could take, you could take three cars off the road by putting, you know, four people in a car and go. These are simple things we could do and we could encourage people to do that I think, you know, we'll be a long time waiting for road improvements and bus connects and all of these things. These are changes we could make now. Uh, the, the, having said that, there, there would have to be some road improvements. Like you can't, throw that out completely as a suggestion. I mean, Adair is the obvious example, as Richard was saying, a kind of a motorway into a single lane through a small town. A a bypass is the obvious thing to do, is it? Oh, yeah, look, absolutely. There are things, there are roads that need improvements. And, you know, for safety purposes as well, taking cars and, you know, heavy traffic out of a town makes perfect sense. You know, we need better cycling infrastructure in order to encourage people out of their cars. We need, obviously, better public transport. But what I'm saying is there's small things we can do now rather than waiting for these, always waiting for the big projects. Mm. It's not always the big projects that deliver. Sometimes the small things do just as much. 
Geraldine, a pleasure as always. Geraldine Herbert is the motoring editor with Sunday Independent. Emmett Kerrigan is the owner of All About Kombucha in Galway. And Richard O'Donoghue is an independent TD representing County Limerick. The worst bottleneck in Ireland, says one of our listeners, is in Abbey Leaks in County Leash. Shane in Kilkenny says, with regard to traffic, take a look at the train route map of Ireland in 1920 compared to now. You'll be very surprised with what has been removed. Alternative solutions need to be provided. Uh, Noel in Cork says, for my has the most terrible bottlenecks. Cars come through the town to avoid the toll. And Galway needs a bypass, says somebody else, but it needs to be a tunnel. Otherwise, a load of houses will be knocked and the river at Dangan will be destroyed. 53106. Keep those texts coming at a cost of 30 cent. Coming up after the break, the central bank issues a warning on public finances. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.